0: welcome to flutter talks the podcast where we unravel the stories behind flutter
1: the time pressure was on us are we going to design for android are we going to do both are we going to design for iOS? what are we actually going to do to start with and and this is kind of a hard decision to make we know that there is a big sort of need for android based audio apps music apps or music making apps there just aren't enough of them and it's so unfair to the users of those devices because they essentially they've got access to perhaps 10% of what iOS devices have.
0: I'm developer Mike and I'm very excited about this episode because it involves a couple of my favorite things, writing code and the Beatles. The Beatles are an absolutely iconic band. Although I'm not old enough to have heard them while they were still together, I remember sitting in my living room as a young child listening to my dad's vinyl of Abbey Road. As a kid, I loved singing along to Maxwell's Silver Hammer and wondering at the strange lyrics and raspy voice in Come Together. As I got older and heard more Beatles albums, I developed a love for their music that I still have today. But this is a podcast about Flutter, a mobile programming framework. And by now, you're wondering, why am I waxing nostalgic about my personal history with Beatles music? Because, listener, in this episode, I spoke to none other than Dom Dronska, head of digital at Abbey Road Studios. The very same legendary recording studios where the Beatles recorded almost all of their albums and helped make Abbey Road Studios famous.
1: Hello, my name is Dom. I'm working as the head of digital for Abbey Road Studios, which is, as we say, the oldest from the purposely
0: built recording studios in the world. And why did I invite Dom to speak with me for this episode? Because Abbey Road Studios has created Topline, an award-winning recording app built in, yep, you guessed it, Flutter.
1: Artists coming to the studios, they usually say it's something which is quite hard to describe in words. They usually say that they feel the goosebumps. They, they, They feel under immense pressure sometimes to perform.
0: Flutter is a great development framework, and it's easy to focus on its technical strengths, especially for those of us in the world of software development. But it's important to remember that Flutter's impact extends further to the people who use those apps, too. At Flutter Live in December, Tim Sneath said that there were over 250,000 Flutter developers, but more than 200 million people using Flutter apps. As we develop our apps, every developer today impacts thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people. And I think the work Dom does at Abbey Road Studios is a great example of that.
1: In some ways, we just have to listen to our users, which is essentially artists, musicians coming to the studio. And we need to not even follow them, but we almost need to pave the way for them. Part of it is actually making sure that what's known as this, let's say, Abbey Road sound, which is primarily analog or comes from analog times, that we can turn it into digital quite organically.
0: Musicians are a bit like software developers in that their ideas can strike up anywhere, anytime, but usually at the most inconvenient times.
1: Back in the day, they used to record their ideas on their voicemail, basically. So they would call their landline and record their idea. Like people, you know, people would use dictaphones, things like that.
0: While us developers are stuck until we can find the nearest keyboard and compiler, Abbey Road Studios saw an opportunity to build something that would let musicians record their ideas and inspirations on the go.
1: I think the challenges for us as a studio and for us as the brand are still very current. Um, The home production is no longer viewed as inferior to the physical studios. And there's kind of quite a lot of movement to DIY methods in music recording. And to that sort of independent approach when musicians work solely within their tools. And we had noticed just by watching the artists coming to the studios that quite a lot of artists are using all sorts of um, things which we wouldn't think about using. So they're using mobiles essentially. They're using mobiles to sometimes record the sound they like or quite often to write songs. So they've got the idea and the ideas are coming Always at the worst possible moment, (laughs) and they just record it straight away today. Mobile using voice apps, like I've heard that back in the day, they used to record their ideas on their voicemail, basically. So they would call their landline and record the idea. Like people, you know, people would use dictaphones, things like that. Now, mobile is our essential device. We use that for everything. So we notice that this is happening, but the voice apps available out there are not created for musicians, so they don't really let you to, let's say, import an instrumental which someone had sent you and sort of write your lyrics on top of it. They don't really allow you to share easily. So we immediately thought, as we saw the increase of use of the mobiles within the creative process, especially at the beginning of that process, we thought, okay, this is definitely a challenge which we can take on. That's essentially what we do. We watch our artists, we try to help them, we, we try to enable their creativity. And also we wanted to connect to to those artists who never come to the studios for the different reasons. Sometimes they might be quite far away and sometimes they just don't record in that way. They've got a different workflow. So we decided to develop Topline, a free app. We always knew it's going to be free and we always knew that as much as we can we will try to somehow reflect the experience of the studios within the app. So we'll do it in line with our vision and we'll make sure that the sound is as good as possible, that the processing of the audio is as professional as it is possible with a microphone available on mobile.
0: For most building new technologies, the only important horizon is the one ahead. But for Abbey Road Studios, the sense of history is a real presence, and it's something they're always mindful of, even when moving firmly forward.
1: Artists coming to the studios, they usually say something which is quite hard to describe in words. They usually say that they feel, you know, the goosebumps. They feel under immense pressure sometimes to perform, but they also feel like just the magic in the air. It's it's really hard to describe it unless you're actually in there. But if you're walking into Studio 2, which looks exactly like it was when Beatles were there, it's the same floor, it's the same walls, the same... Screens. You even can see a piano which John Lennon used to write on, and you can still see his cigarette butts on the actual—not the butts, they actually—you um, know, on the on the actual piano keys. That's if you can think about that that passing of time and the things which had happened there. That makes you perform at your absolute best.
0: For Dom and her team, it's important to innovate technologically while still preserving that palpable history.
1: This brand is built on a very practical moment in time, on this uh, iconic image of Beatles uh, crossing the road, the Abbey Road. So it's a very, in some way, it's a very non-digital brand. It's quite analog. It's connected to a practical place and time.
0: But for all its history, Abbey Road Studios is by no means stuck in the past. In fact, Abbey Road is, and always has been, about innovation.
1: In around fifty fifty one of the last century, there was a very first the department at Abbey Road. They were based actually between Abbey Road and Hayes, in kind of a, a factory-like setting. There was around 50 to 100 engineers, at that point mainly hardware electronics engineers, and the department was basically innovating and creating the blueprints of the recording desks, mixing desks, first microphones. They were listening. It was happening, again, almost daily, that the artists from the studios would say, actually, we want, or producers, they would say, actually, I want to achieve that sort of sound. I want to be able to record, not just on one track, on two or three. And then the engineers in the factory would kind of work on that. They would develop the solutions. They would ship whatever whatever it was, usually a hardware gear, back to the studios. That would be tested, and that would be like a feedback loop. That team was called Recording Engineering Development Department, red in short with double D. And thanks to it, we we are until today known for various devices marked with that famous red name red mixing consoles, red microphones etc. That team, that, that department was existing around till late 70s and then it just basically resolved there wasn't so much need for such a hardware-based development anymore. But in the year 2015 when Abbey Road got under new management there was this huge idea about the studios needing some form of transformation to get up with time we decided to develop and to build actually two studios within the actual building, existing building. Two new studios which are especially for, let's say, singer-songwriters or smaller bands, just to give people access to kind of some of our spaces, some of our gear and our engineers, but at different rates, and we realized that perhaps to attract more of a currently kind of successful Artists, we need to kind of give them the spaces they are comfortable with. So uh, smaller spaces, more available, um, not booked all the time, like our Studio One or Studio Two. So we've done that. We opened up the school called Abbey Road Institute to kind of help those who want to learn music production. And that school is available in multiple countries. And we decided to digitalize the brand, which I was a part of, And then we started to look at what's happening in techs and in innovations of spectrum. And we realized that innovation doesn't always happen in the same way as it used to, you know, those 56 years ago. So it's not only about having, you know, the huge in-house R&D departments. We noticed that the most innovative things, especially within the music production, are happening on the startup level. And we we really thought deeply about how to make it work for us. Like we wanted to be able to bring some of that tech to our clients and inside the studios. We wanted to be a part of that innovation journey, but how to do that? So we decided to start a program called RED, again, but with Wendy in the spirit of that initial RED department. And that incubation program is mainly focusing on audio slash music startups. And it's a a way for us to work with very early technologies, very quite kind of concept level ideas and help to see them through and help with our knowledge within the studios, help to test it, help to connect it to the artists and help to kind of bridge that gap between artists, uh, DIY artists out there and experimental artists out there and the, sort of, uh, the early tech. So that's essentially what we're doing. But apart from that, it's not only about the startups. We're working with academias, so we're working with the best universities in the world, running research projects where, for example, we're analyzing how audio can go beyond stereo, how we can bring various 3D tools or spatial audio tools to the live venues, to musicians around the world, to the mixing engineers around the world. We're working with businesses as well. We're trying to kind of make sure that we are still a hub of innovation. It's a different hub than it used to be, but we're still trying to make sure that not only we are learning a lot, but we've got a chance to almost pass on that learning to both musicians as well as uh, early tech companies.
0: And so, when it came time for Abbey Road Studios to develop their Android app, maybe it's not surprising at all that they chose Flutter, despite still being in beta at the time. But the decision wasn't necessarily a clear or easy one.
1: I think as many of other companies, we don't have a a big development team. We worked with a a partner and we didn't have unlimited budget resources. So as any other company, we had to make a decision, right, what are we going to do? Are we going to design for Android? Are we going to do both? Are we going to design for iOS? What are we actually going to do to start with? And this is kind of a hard decision to make. And we see we've got a music startup incubator now, and we see plenty of our startups struggling with the same decision. So when we decided to go for iOS, we haven't even heard about Flutter at that point. We went for it because, as we know, the Android as a platform doesn't handle audio very gracefully from the development perspective. There aren't many audio apps on Android. Still, it's a very fragmented platform and it's just very challenging. So that's why we said, okay, let's just do the easier one first. So that process went fine. And then throughout that process, we kind of always said to ourselves, okay, if it goes well, we will then develop Android. We weren't even sure. Maybe, you know, our environment in UK at least, and within the musician space around us, iOS was a leading platform. But what had happened as soon as we launched iOS, we started to get requests from around the world, requesting Android, begging for Android. So we knew that we just had to develop it. At that point, we, when we thought that we can have plenty of time to do that, at that point we realized that actually we don't have time at all. Again, limited budget, limited resources. The company worked uh, with called Miquido, the partnering app development company, they Quite quickly, throughout the process, became a Google authorized developer. And from that relationship, Flutter was presented to them. It was pre beta uh, Flutter at that point, so that was super early on. And they basically said to us, they gave us uh, the choice uh, of going for concentration whenever we will go with Flutter framework, with which what we knew, what comes with it, we knew that at that point we will have support from Google Team itself, from PlataForum, and that we'll have a framework to rely on which can help us definitely within the front-end challenges that we don't have to worry about that part too much and we can just concentrate on making the audio layer working very well. So we, we had that choice but actually at that point we thought that this sounds great and we this is perhaps something which is in our DNA that the Abbey Road always takes those risks with those very early technologies. You know, we are, as I said, we're incubating startups. So we see things which people are saying it's impossible to do. And yet we are supporting those those people. So with that, we kind of, it was almost like challenge accepted, right? So this is super early framework. Uh, we've got the pressure of time. Let's make it happen. And we, you know, we succeeded. And it was for the right reasons. I think things which really appealed to us quite early on is the fact that not only allows you to really create beautiful things really easily it allows you to customize a lot of natively available elements which we really needed to make up looking in line with our visual language and in line with the studios essentially but also it's really kind of focusing on that user experience element by the hot reload function which allows you to reiterate very quickly and and almost work side by side with a uh, your user, let's say a musician, to kind of to feedback immediately and test things and iterate very quickly. um that was for us a user driven process, so that part was a real kind of a big seller for us. It was a no brainer. we knew that this is kind of an opportunity. We understood what flutter team tries to do. It sounded like they trying to democratize um development market or app development market by by providing something which removes that dilemma of, you know, what I'm going, going to go with, iOS or Android. And we kind of felt, right, We A, we want to support them, B, we need their support and we need their functionality. It just makes sense. Let's go with it. And <laughs> we've done it.
0: Soon, Dom found that Flutter's short developer cycle transformed their traditional app development workflow. Design iteration was so fast that Dom's team could iterate directly with their end-users in the same room, getting instant feedback, and therefore accelerating the design process even further.
1: We left the building. We went to look for the, the artists, you know, usually unsigned artists uh, quite, quite early on, for whom mobiles are kind of the native instruments. And, and we've met a number of incredible artists, producers, you know, urban scene in London, Two of them, their name is Indigo Palace, somehow glued to us straight away. And we invited them and a few others for a full day within the studios to test the app. That was at the point where the app was already launched and Android app was quite early on. We invited them for the full day to kind of play around with the app. We wanted to create some content. We wanted to capture some of their feedback, but physically in the studios. And we wanted to give them a little bit of studios experience. And the same team, I mean, they, they are great, but the same team, they they were interviewed by Sky Swipe, And one of them has got iOS device, the other one is Android. So they were interviewed by the TV program. Within that TV program, they actually said... Uh, yeah, the app is great, they use the app, they performed with it, they written some songs on it, as all of that is being captured by TV. And they also said, oh, yeah, but there is one challenge. You know, it would be great if um, at that point, because it was a very early app, when you were adjusting the volume, you couldn't adjust the volume on each of the simple vocal tracks separately. You were, only had, you know, one vocal track, which was obviously the challenge, because, you know, let's assume that one person is recording outside and the other one is recording in a building and the volume levels are different you have to be able to adjust that otherwise it's just gonna uh, sound horrible and they actually said that on camera they said oh yeah we would love if that app had a, you know like some sort of mixing tool or whatever else which we didn't know about until we saw the program which was like three weeks later on tv and we and were like oh my god hey we were already kind of thinking of developing that feature but we are under immense pressure to be able to actually prove to the whole world that we can actually fix it very, very quickly. That's yet again the hot, flutter railroad function. We called them back into the studios. We had Miquido working kind of day and night to be able to adjust volume on each track separately. I think it took us like two weeks the which there was like a huge launch and we were saying, come on, guys, you ask, <laughs> and we do it.
0: When listing the advantages of Flutter compared to other cross-platform frameworks, Usually high on the list is Flutter's UI power. And while a top-notch UI was important for Dom and her team, the Topline app also had some complex technical demands. Sound recording and multi-track mixing, especially of the quality and precision required for musicians, can be demanding from any mobile framework, but even more so for a cross-platform framework still in beta.
1: So our app allows you to record up to three tracks, uh, it's for in Android, and um, audio tracks. So they are audio tracks, and as you're recording them, they are being processed into digital signal. And then as that happens for musicians, they have to be played back from the digital signal, they have to become audio again, and they have to be in perfect sync, so they have to be on time. So for musicians, if something is out of time, that's just the end of the road. And quite quickly we realized that from different Android device to different Android device, the tracks were the, the kind of the combined tracks of out of three tracks, they were out of time, but also in different out of time differences between the devices. and we were kind of, "Oh my God, this makes actually our app impossible to use for musicians. It completely defeats the purpose. And we knew why is that basically every of the Android devices deals with buffering in a slightly different way, it deals with DSP digital signal processing in a slightly different way and we had to find a workaround how to actually adjust that. We weren't able to develop you know, multiple versions for multiple devices and multiple solutions. We weren't able to develop um, that solution on a almost technical layer. Our solution was very much user-driven solution, so we developed, how to call it, an adjuster, something which allows every user to first record base two tracks and measure the difference between the time and then adjust the buffering within the app by doing so. So to develop that solution, we had to then test it on multiple devices. And yet again, Flutter made this whole process so much easier, at least 10 times quicker, if not more, because we're basically iterating, 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 had all of those Android devices running. And with thanks to hot reload function, we were basically just able to do it step by step by step. and I think we resolved that problem within like a week, which normally it would have taken us you know four or five weeks of releases, developments, changing things at, and trying again when over here we it was super fast. So yeah, that's I think there were multiple challenges with uh, with uh, this particular project. Android platform, that's definitely a challenging platform for audio.
0: Throughout the development process, Abbey Road Studios and their development partner, Miquido had been in close contact with Google's Flutter team, including Martin McGuinness, who you may recall I spoke to in Episode 1. This was extremely valuable to Dom's team, as they had an open channel of dialogue to the Flutter team, for whenever questions arose. However, Martin was about to make a request from Dom that initially seemed ever so slightly
1: impossible Pavel uh, from Miquido, Isa and Martin and team and myself from Abbey Road we jumped on a quick call when we already kind of started to mess around with Flutter and started kind of to see where, where it goes I think we're at that point already saying like yeah yeah okay we're gonna make it work but how quickly we can really make it work <laughs> And that was just before one of the conferences Flatter was kind of taking on in May of last year. It might have been, let's say, March, and the conference was happening in May. And then Martin and team sort of listening to us and listening to our stories and, and sort of uh, uh, talking about what Flatter is capable of doing, how serious they are about that, that framework. They basically said, listen, guys, we have to feature you at that conference in States a developer conference in the States in May, you have to have your app ready. We're going to help you to do that. We are just sort of prototype level, you know, we've got our iOS worked out, but on Android, there's no way we can make it happen. <laughs> and they were obviously very confident that we can, because I presume that at that point, they already knew and trusted that that particular framework is all about speed. So they knew it uh, better than us. It was a learning curve for us and for Miquido as well, because of course it was a new framework for them as well, for the development team.
0: Dom and her team made their release date. But how much can we expect from an app developed in a brand new platform and on a tiny budget? Maybe it will work, but it's not going to be winning any awards, right?
1: Uh, We won the best music app uh, of last year and the best UX slash design of last year. And that second one especially is super important to me personally and I think to both the teams because that just sort of uh, proves that what we try to do and we really try to resolve artist's problem user's problem that we've done it and we've done it probably quite well because that's now being kind of recognised and the judges of the UK App Awards said that when you use the app uh, it leaves sort of the warm place in your heart, a warm place in musician's heart. And that's the, those are incredible words. That's exactly the sentiment we, we want to achieve. We want to kind of give people around the world a little bit of a studio experience, Abbey Road Studios experience, give them a little bit of
0: Abbey Road. Maybe it's not surprising at all that Abbey Road Studios, renowned for its history of experimentation and innovation, chose Flutter to build the Topline app. But what is perhaps surprising is that they were able with such a small team and so little time to build an app that won such prestigious awards, not just in their own music category, but also best overall design and user experience. The top line story serves as a great example of how Flutter can enable even small teams to build world-class, inspiring, and uncompromising apps. And if Dom's story has inspired you, you're in luck, as she sees a need for more of just these types of apps.
1: We know that there is a big sort of a need for Android-based audio apps, music apps, or music-making apps. There just aren't enough of them, and it's so unfair to the users of those devices because they essentially, they've got access to perhaps 10% of what iOS devices have. So we want to make sure that we, we kind of we work with a partners, quite high-up partners out there to push the audio development on Android, and what the better way than to engage with developers themselves.
0: Thanks for listening to Flutter Talks. Please help us reach other Flutter enthusiasts by leaving a review. And while you're at it, be sure to tell us what you think of the podcast. I'm developer Mike, and on behalf of myself, producer Martin Jarrett, sound engineer Anton Malmi, We wish you wonderful widgets, speedy hot reloading, effortless deployments, and strawberry fields forever. Strawberry fields forever.